0: and welcome to the raven new testament church podcast you are about to hear a powerful message we hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today
1: that have joined in person and for all those that are tuning in on uh, youtube uh, through the live stream we thank you all we thank you all for joining in and i know I know you'll be richly blessed just for taking part in the service. I tell you, we came expecting a miracle. Might be a miracle for you. Might be a miracle for me. We all got needs. We all got things that we need to bring before the Lord, correct? So let's get right to it tonight. Thank you all for coming out. I want to go ahead and start by uh, taking prayer requests tonight. We took prayer requests this morning. There was a number of needs in the house, and I know that God... Met those needs for the different ones tonight, but but I tell you what, you may have you may have needs tonight that you didn't have this morning. The devil may have stuck his uh, ugly head up, and you got to knock him back down every, every every chance you get. You just say, get get thee behind me, Satan, don't you? He gave us that power. Want to come to you tonight for any spoken prayer requests? Anybody got any prayer requests you'd like to be made known? Brother Chris, sister Minnie. Amen. Yeah. Sister Regina, yes. In dire need of prayer, please remember her whenever you pray. I want to pray for Sister Linda. Pray for uh, those ones that, uh, Brother Rufus, those other ones that would be here, um, given a better situation. Sister Renee. Amen. 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 Brother Eric, Sister Renee, both have needs as well. Any other spoken prayer requests? Pray for Evelyn. Yes, she's doing better. We're good. Thank the Lord he touched her. touched her. Brenda, Gladys, all those... Anybody we've forgotten, I tell you, we don't mean to forget anybody. Brother Audie Nim, uh, I think Audie was uh, feeling a little under the weather this morning. Uh, any others spoken prayer requests tonight? I want to pray for the country. We want to pray for those that have lost their jobs. Pray for those people that have lost their families, lost their family members, lost their loved ones due to this disease and uh, any other uh, losses that we have. We always got to keep these people in mind. Uh, just, just pray that God intervenes. Pray that God brings the intercession. you know that's what we're supposed to pray. We're supposed to pray that way and I'm um, just ask God to intervene in their situation. Any unspoken requests by the raising of your hands? I tell you what let's stand up and get a hold of God and all y'all that are tuning in as well. Let's all stand up and get a hold of God. Upon place tonight,
2: tonight, tonight, Lord. Lord, we're God believing be upon Lord. your name tonight, Lord. Lord, we know that you you're bigger
1: than these situations,
2: Lord. You're bigger than any need that man has, Lord.
1: Lord, we ask that you'll just go before us, Lord. Lord, anoint our paths, Lord. Lord, deliver us from all these evils, from all these situations, Lord. Lord, we love you. We know you've overcome this world. We know you've overcome these situations, Lord. Lord, we're believing upon your name that you're going to carry us on through, Lord. You brought us this far, Lord. You haven't forsaken us like you said you would, Lord. You said you You were going to take us through. Lord, we're believing upon your name. We thank you, Lord Jesus.
2: We thank you, Lord Jesus, God. God well all these our our spoken requests, all these, pray pray God requests God. all these unspoken God requests, God. Lord. But we ask, God. God. Lord, we ask pray you pray to go to each and, tonight, one, and Lord, and
1: Lord, tonight, each and every one, Lord. Lord, we work each and every situation out. We We're God. believing God. upon your name, Lord. We know that you're our soon-coming king, Lord. We know that you can take care of these situations,
2: Lord. We're believing upon your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We
1: thank you, Lord
2: God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord and
1: lift up that name of Jesus. you, Lord Jesus. Name we pray. Amen. I want to cover a couple of announcements real quick. Uh, once again, we announced this this morning, the Lord. <coughs> all these announcements, but but we're, we're going to cover them again. Uh Brother Chris and Sister Lisa, uh, they extend their thanks and for the prayers, the calls, the texts, and the food that was uh, shared with their family whenever Pop passed away. I tell you what, like I said this morning, each and every one of us could be in their very situation at any given time. We could, uh, we could all be in that predicament. And, you know, we we stick together as a church family. They thank you. They thank you from the bottom of their hearts. And I know they would do the same for each and every one of us in here tonight. I want to say that the camps for this year have been canceled. They have been canceled. Based on the response from the parents to the poll, youth camp and Midler's camp will be canceled for this year. We will contact Camp Baldwin to either get our deposit back or have it applied to next year. But I tell you what, the Lord's going to bless either way. The Lord, the Lord would have took care of us if we went this time or He's going to take care of us when we go then because He's going to be with us uh, whenever we go and we do that. So, so be in prayer over this situation. Uh, VBS for this year has been canceled. VBS was originally scheduled for June 22nd and 26th, but given the, certain, the, the situation now that we have, the traditional in-person VBS has been canceled. However... We are looking at an, an alternative method, such as a virtual VBS, to still have something for the kids, but it will not be an in-person event. A virtual VBS, I tell you what, we've had a lot of first times for everything uh, during this uh, pandemic. I tell you what, it goes to show you, just if you put your mind to something, and you put your mind upon the, the work of the Father, that anything can happen. Yes. Anything's is possible. With, with God's assistance, right? For uh, our revival that was originally scheduled for July the 20th through the 24th with Brother Shannon Knight. Always a great time in the Lord with Brother Shannon. We're still looking closely, management is still looking closely on whether to move forward with the revival. And we'll have an answer soon. So it hasn't been canceled right now, but we're still taking that into consideration. They'll evaluate the situation and see if it just makes sense. But I tell you what, either way, we're still your revival's in your own heart. You have, a, you can have a revival every day of your life. You can have, a, we can have a revival tonight. How many of you knows we can have that revival tonight? right? Tonight can be the revival in place of Brother Shannon's revival because revival happens at home. If you can't have the revival at home within your own self and with your own heart, then maybe. Uh, you know, we need, sometimes we need, we need other people coming in to kind of shake things up a little bit, get us excited. But we should all get excited with our own group of people right here, with our own, we have good pastors, we have good, good people singing, we have good good song leaders, we have good teachers. We should, we should have our own revival every time we gather together. So given that, we're going to have some congregational songs tonight. I want to ask Sister Betty to come on up. She's going to lead us in amazing grace.
0: Amen. Great. Up all over the house tonight. Let's just worship.
1: I feel the preacher in the house tonight. Each and every one of us could say that truly we could say that we once were lost but now we're found I know there was a many times in my life that I was truly lost I was truly lost I, I was this I was within probably a fraction of a second of many a time from losing my life and being lost into a devil's hell there's some of you out there tonight that's probably been in that situation some of you that are joining in tonight that might have been in that situation. You may currently be in that situation. Who knows? But i tell you what, there's one that's listening tonight. There's one that's walking up and down these aisles tonight. He can take care of every need that you got. He can take care of every situation that you got. If you don't believe me, just try. He's brought me a long ways. He's brought this old fat boy from the very edge of death. I tell you, I thought surely I would never see another day. I would have bet you that I wouldn't have seen the light of day the next day. But he carried me through. He's got something for me. He's got something in store for you tonight. Y'all continue to worship with us tonight. Brother Jacob, my son's going to be singing. What a beautiful name. Y'all worship with us. If you know this song, stand up and sing. I don't care if you're at home. I don't care if you're at work. I don't care if you're in your car. Put it in pull over to the side of the road and put it in park and listen to us and sing along with us right now.
3: we the word in the beginning One with God The Lord most high Your hidden glory and creation Now revealed in you our Christ What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is name of Jesus Christ our King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name Oh, Jesus, didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. So what could Hooray us now What a wonderful name it is What a wonderful name it is The name of Jesus Christ our King. What a wonderful name it is Nothing compares to this What a wonderful name the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you. The veil torn before you. Silence the most sin and The heavens are roaring. The days of your you are raised to life again you have no rival you have no equal now and forever Christ you reign yours is the kingdom yours is the glory yours is the What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. In the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a powerful name it is. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus
1: Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Truly nothing compares to this. I think I mentioned it this morning. There were the disciples was trying to cast out a demon out of a person along the, along the roadside and uh, that demon, no matter how bad or how big and bad that demon was, he knew the name of Jesus. He knew the name of Jesus. You know, when you speak the name of Jesus Christ over your situation, I tell you what, you're speaking the, mo- the greatest name. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ. I've spoken his name over situations before. I've stood in the presence of a tornado coming at my family member's and all we, all we had was just prayers. I mean literally the tornado was coming. They could hear the tornado coming. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. What happened? That tornado just lifted. It lifted. Now truly, it did touch down. It damaged some other places. But I tell you what, that day, that day. I know he heard our prayers. I know he heard my son's prayers. I know he heard our group of prayers. He heard your prayers. We put it on our, on the, on the, uh, on the app, um, group me app, and I know you might have, it might have been your prayer. It might have been your prayer. You may have took time that day. Whatever your situation is, I don't care what it is. I don't yes. care what you're going through. The name of Jesus yes. can overcome Amen. your situation, Amen. whatever it is tonight. I want you to, you to just dwell on that. Just just meditate upon that just a minute as Sister Renee sings right now. Y'all worship with Sister Renee as she, she sings for us tonight. Blessed.
0: I said I'm washed in his love. Praising my Savior all the day long.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, I don't know if you can feel that at home or not, but I tell you, I think you can. Because. During some of those live stream services, whenever I was tuning in, I could feel the very presence of the, the Holy Spirit coming through. It's almost like it was coming through those TV, whatever, however they transmit those TV waves or whatever. It was just coming through, and I know you feel that tonight. I, that 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 feel that you feel right now, the feel that feel that tingling, that 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 unction that you feel right now, that's that's the quickening of the Holy Spirit. He wants to do so much in our lives. But you know, we hold him back. We hold him back. He can do so much more. You know, he told his disciples, he said, "You know, these 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 things that I do, these healings, the these miracles that I perform, you can do. You can do so much more than this." And you know, that's what we are. We're his children. We're his people. We're disciples of the most high God. We we are heirs to the throne. I tell you what, it says our cattle, our, our Father owns the cattle of a thousand hills. You know, we're wealthy. We're rich people. You may not have you may not have a dollar in your bank account, but I tell you what, if you have the love of Christ in your life tonight, if you're feeling what I feel right now, and I know you are, I know you are, I tell you, you got everything. You got everything that really matters, everything that really counts. We're going to go ahead and change the order of the service tonight. I want you to ask, I want you to invite i feel him already i want you to just just let go and let god have his way tonight as as brother tony brings the message tonight i know he's going to bring you a spirit filled message worship with him tonight i tell you stand up stand up and and back him i tell you that that helps a preacher all a a lot whenever you stand up and back him thank y'all again
2: praise the lord those that are here if y'all we all do something Just play that a little bit longer, if you will, Sister Renee. Stand to your feet if you're able to stand. Amen. Tonight, amen. Just lift your hands toward heaven just for a minute. Amen. Don't want to miss an opportunity that we have right now. Amen. Just to give God some praise and glory and honor. Amen. For who He is tonight. God, we thank You. God, we praise You. God, we glorify You. God, we honor You, God, tonight. God, You are King of kings tonight. God, You are Lord of lords tonight. God, you are everything, Lord, that we have need of in this place. God, we ask you, Father God, just to continue to move. God, and bless upon our hearts and upon our lives, Lord, tonight. God, we give you the glory and honor and the praise. Amen. We got blessed assurance, amen, tonight. Amen. To know, amen, that we serve a risen Savior tonight. Amen. The Bible says it has healing in His wings. God, we serve a Savior tonight, Lord, that uh, is able to deliver us out, God, of everything that we, uh, we're going through, whatever we're facing. Amen. Whatever, God, is coming against us, God, that you're, God, above everything, God, above all all the stuff, all the things, Lord, that can distract our minds, and God, that can come against our hearts, amen, tonight. God, thank you for that blessed assurance, amen, that we know, amen, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died on that cross, shed his blood, was raised from the dead, ascended into heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us right now. What amazing grace, amen, it is, amen, that we have tonight. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Amen tonight. What blessed assurance we have through that name of Jesus and through that amazing grace. Thank you, God, for this worship God time tonight. We ask you, Lord, to bless the remainder of this service tonight. We ask it in the precious, holy, wonderful name of Jesus. Somebody in the house shout amen. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. You may be seated if you can be. Amen tonight. I'm going to get right into this message. I'm going to be picking up here in a little bit later in Exodus chapter number 16. If you want to go ahead and start turning your Bibles that way, Exodus chapter number 16. The title of this message tonight is Follow Directions. Amen. Just that simple. Follow, amen, directions. And uh, uh, I want to talk on that subject. So Exodus chapter number 16, if you will. Amen. I'm going to turn this down a little bit up here so I'm not here myself so much. Amen. And uh, let them handle it. Amen. Out there. Amen. Exodus chapter 16. We'll come there in just a few minutes. Have you you ever bought a piece of furniture that come in a box? You know what I'm talking about? You go to Walmart or Target or they got these Ikea stores. I've never been in one. Amen. But you go buy a piece of furniture and it comes in a box, right? You take this box home. Maybe it's Maybe it's something you put together for your kids, a toy or something, a playground equipment outside or whatever the case is. And you take this box home. I mean, you get it home and it says on the box, some assembly required. (laughs) Understatement, right? So you take the box open, open it up, take all the stuff out, amen, and there are 47 different pieces of things, and there's, there's panels and brackets, and amen, they got them all these nuts and bolts and little connector thingies in these little plastic bags, and you pull all this stuff out, and you look at it, and you say, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was getting myself into all this, uh, but then in the middle of all that, there's an instruction manual. Amen. I mean, there's a white piece of paper in there, a group of piece of paper in there is an instruction manual. So we take the instruction manual, and usually we tear the, p- the piece of plastic off of it, pull the instruction manual out, and we look at it, and we start reading it and going, I don't understand a thing in the world that's on here. And you realize it's in a foreign language. <laughs> so you turn it over, <laughs> flip it around, amen, and there's English. You finally find the right stuff, right? You start reading through, and you go into about the first page. You get a third of the way down the first page, and you realize... I might as well not even have this instruction manual because it looked like a kindergartner drew the pictures. right? You know what I'm talking about. None of it's making sense. I mean, it's really bad English. I can't figure anything out. So you take the instruction manual. What do we do, guys? Toss it out, right? We get rid of the instruction manual and we say, I'm gonna look at the picture on the box and I'm gonna put this thing together, right? Uh, and so we begin to do this. We begin to put all the pieces together and it's looking great and it's looking good. We get about halfway through it and we realize panel C should have been upside down flipped the other way because now the pre-drilled holes are on the wrong side for the next bracket. You know what I'm talking about? You've done it. Amen. And so you got to take the whole thing back apart again. And you've got to start over from the beginning, right? And now, but now you know, and you work your way through it, amen. And uh, I mean, it would have been easier, right, if we had an instruction manual that was accurate. If we had an instruction manual, amen, that told us the right thing. If it gave us good instructions, if it gave us some good pictures of what needed to take place, amen, we could have taken that instruction manual and followed step by step. And we'd have got that thing right from the beginning. Wouldn't have had all those troubles, right? Right. Amen. It sounds familiar. I know it sounds familiar to me because I've done it before. I heard some, well, I didn't see some, I, I didn't see as many amens as I saw this. Some elbows back there. Right? Brother Bubba says he hands he hands his to Sister Brenda. She handles that. God has given us an instruction manual that is perfect. It's the Bible. It's the Word of God. There are no errors and no flaws in God's Word, amen, tonight. It is not, Brother Bubba, you said it this morning, it is not difficult to read or understand. Amen, when you got the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost leading and guiding and directing you, amen, as you read and study the Word of God. Inside the Bible, you will find instructions on how to live. A lot of people say, well, there's no instruction manual for that. Well, I beg to differ. Amen. There's an instruction manual on how to live. There's an instruction manual on how to act. It's an instruction manual on how to please God. It's an instruction manual on how to treat your neighbor. It's an instruction manual on how to treat your wife. And all the ladies said amen. It's an instruction manual on how to treat your husband. And all the men said amen. Oh, man. Someone said oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad y'all can't hear all that back there. Amen. I'm just kidding. Amen. It's an instruction manual on how to raise your kids. It's an instruction manual on how to get to heaven. Amen. Why would you not want to read something that's an instruction manual that is perfect and has no flaws in it and tells you how to get to heaven? Why would you ignore it? Many people do. God has given us everything that we need inside the pages of His Holy Word. It's filled with His instructions, His commandments, His requirements, His directions. And all God has simply asked us to do is follow directions. It sounds simple, right? Uh, the problem is it's, it's a little difficult for us to do sometimes. Even as Christians, uh, I mean even as seasoned Christians, as elders in the church, uh, sometimes sometimes it's hard to just simply follow directions. We're going to look at an example from the Israelites in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter number 16 uh, for this subject tonight. So I'm going to pick up at verse number one. I'm going to read down through verse number six to start off uh, and then we'll continue on down a little bit later. Exodus chapter number 16, beginning at verse 1, it says, And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it came to pass that on the sixth day, They shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel At evening, or evening, uh, there it's even, but evening, then shall you know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. So you know the story, and we talked about it, has been several weeks ago now, I think we're in Exodus chapter number 17 on the same subject of the Israelites complaining and murmuring against Moses and Aaron and against God, really. Uh, but what we're going to look at, what we're going to focus on is the law or the commandment or the instructions, the directions that God gave the Israelites when they were wandering in the wilderness, that He was saying, I am going to take care of you. You preached it the other night, Pastor, right? He is our God. He's our fortress. He is our shield. I mean, He is going to be there for us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. That's what He was trying to tell the Israelites and trying to get across to them is, I am your provision. I am everything that you have need of. Just trust Me and just follow directions. And so God says, uh, through their murmuring and complaining, they said, well, there's no food. So God says, fine. I'll tell you what, I'll do something that's never been done before. I'll rain bread down from heaven. I guess that's the first angel food cake. I don't know whether that's what it was or not, but bread from heaven. God said there are two requirements. Two. That was it. There's just two requirements at this point. For five days, for the first five days, collect only as much as you need to eat that day. Go out in the morning. Collect what you need. Don't collect more than that. Don't leave any leftovers. Some of y'all like leftovers. Some of y'all don't like leftovers, right? Amen. No leftovers, right? Only collect what you're going to eat that day. He says, if you do not follow my directions, the manna is going to rot and it's going to stink on the next day. Don't keep it to the next day. Point number two, he says, on the sixth day, I want you to collect enough food, enough manna for two days. Because the reason why is the seventh day is the Sabbath day. And you're not going to go out, you're not going to collect anything on the Sabbath day. In fact, I'm not even going to rain down bread from heaven on the seventh day on the Sabbath day. See, on the sixth day, you're going to collect enough food for two days. And I'm, by my miraculous power, God says, I'm going to allow that food to be leftovers for the Sabbath day, and it's not going to rot, not going to stink. But you've got to follow those directions. He says, uh, that's it. That was the only thing. That's pretty easy, right? Sounds simple to me. I think probably a first or second grader, maybe even a kindergartner, could put those instructions together and draw us a picture and say, here's what you're supposed to do, right? Uh, The problem is, just for whatever reason, it was not that simple. Let's look at what they did. Go down to verse number 16 in Exodus chapter number 16. 16, 16. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, an omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man... For them which uh, are in his tents and the children of Israel did so and gathered some more some less and when they did meet it with an omer in other words when they gathered an omer just what they needed for for a person there for a household he that gathered much had nothing left over and he that gathered little had no lack they gathered every man according to his eating and Moses said let no man leave of it till the morning Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left it of it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them. God gave two instructions, two really simple directions, right, to follow. Notice that what took place here in these these verses we just read, when they followed directions, the Bible says there was no waste and there was no lack. They had exactly what they needed. God was taking care of their Amen. daily bread. When you say the Lord's Prayer, Amen. and you say, give us this day our daily bread, this is what we're praying for. We're praying for Amen. God. I, you know, I know that you're going to be there tomorrow. I know you're going to be there next week. I know you're going to be there next month. I know you're going to be there next year unless the rapture takes place. But I know, God, all I need you to do is take care of what I have need of today, and I'm going to trust you again tomorrow Amen. for tomorrow. Amen. That's what God wants us to do. Because see, if God gave it, that's right, go ahead and give the Lord a hand and praise of that. Because here's the thing, if God gave you a year's worth of something, you might not talk to him for a year, right? You might not believe on him for a year. You might not trust him for a year because you got what you had need of, right? If he'd have given them a year's supply, amen, a manna, amen, a Sam's card, amen, to get in, amen, to get everything that they had need of. I mean, they would have had no need to trust God, but God said, I want you to trust me every step Amen. of every day. Every day. And notice, some of them refused to follow directions. They left the manna over till the next morning. It rotted, it bred worms, and it stank. And as a result, Moses got angry with them. But they still didn't learn their lesson. Let's continue on. Verse number 22, same chapter. And it came to pass that on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for a man. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses... And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord hath said. Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which you will bake today, and seed that which you will seethe, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until The morning. This was the law, right? On the sixth day, collect twice as much, keep it till the next day. You're not going to gather, you're not going to cook, you're not going to do anything. You're going to prepare everything on the sixth day so you can rest on the Sabbath day. Verse 24. And they laid it up till the morning as Moses bade, as he bid them. And it did not stink, neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today you shall not find it in the field. Verse 26: Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for together, and they found none. Go figure, right? And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? Simple, ain't it? Really? But man, how many times do we beat our head against the walls doing the exact same thing the Israelites do, right? Notice again that when they followed directions, the manna did not rot. It did not stink. They had enough for day number six and day number seven. And they did not have to gather on the Sabbath. They could rest and follow the law and all the things that God had put out there, right? But once again, there were some who did not follow directions. They went back out on the Sabbath day. They tried to gather the manna, but there was no manna to be found because God had provided them abundance on day number six. He had already told them, I'm not going to rain manna down from heaven on day number seven. Don't even go out there and look. And they're out there. Well, where's the manna at? Well, God done told you. He ain't going to do that, right? You're supposed to be prepared for this day. They stubbornly refused to simply follow directions. When I was a young man, I was uh, probably a little younger than you, uh, Colby. Um, by maybe a few years. And uh, I was still obviously at home with mom and dad. And there uh, was, was something I wanted to do that weekend. I don't know what it was. It was a Friday night thing. It may have been a, it may have been a date with Tabitha. I don't know what it was uh, at the time. But I wanted to go somewhere, do something on this particular night. And so dad said, that's fine, you can go. Uh, and, of course, I was asking for, I was bumming money, right? Can you have a 20? Back then, $20 would get you a pretty good date, by the way. Amen. And, uh, and we, didn't get, we didn't go all out expensive anyway. It was like, you know, McDonald's in a movie, you could get almost 20 bucks to get you in all that, right? And so I, I was trying to bum 20 bucks and maybe a little bit of gas money, amen, to, uh, to go wherever it was. And, uh, and uh, Dad said, that's fine. He said, but I got something I need you to do. He said, there's some wood out in the barn uh, and it needs to be chopped up, it needs to be ready so we can go in that old wood-burning stove so we can stay warm this winter. I said, oh, that's fine. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go do that. This was early in the week. And so I went out there and I surveyed this stack of wood that that Dad had out there. And I was expecting, you know, a little modest stack of wood, right? I go out there and, of course, I'm remembering back years now, but these these things must have been about this big around and about so high, amen? And they were, uh, it was was just all over the place. I mean, there was a bunch of them in there. And I said, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a lot of work. This is going to be a hard... Hard time here, but you know what, I'm going to put it off. Uh, you know, the guys called me, they want to go play basketball, so I'm going to go play basketball today, and I'll put it off to tomorrow. The next day came, and I probably did something similar, right? I don't really feel like it today. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll have it done by Friday. Well, by the time I got out there and got started, Brother Rick, I realized, I hey, mean, I don't know where Dad got this wood from, but it was petrified. <laughs> it was petrified. I don't know what it was. Uh, it, it wasn't just an ax. I, I had a sledgehammer and a wedge. I mean, trying to get this stuff apart, and I worked, and I worked, and I worked, and at some point along the line, I realized I'm not going to be done by Friday. Not at my pace, not at what I was doing, right? And so I had like a little pile there, and I'm looking at the pile that I have cut is smaller than the pile that I had left to cut. And so I started thinking, what could I do? (laughs) And so I got this bright idea. Brother Chris, I'm going to stack this wood that I've chopped in like a really odd-looking pile to make it look bigger than it really is. I'm not going to stack it all neat. And it, by the barn there, there was a, a drop-off. It went down to a, to a holler. I guess we called it a holler. Uh, oh, a low place below the pond there where the pond drained out. And uh, it was right behind the barn there. And I said, you know what? These things look a lot like wheels. So I'm going to roll this thing over, and I'm going to push these other ones down the hill. And they'll go way down yonder, down in the holler dad'll never know a thing. He'll come home. I say, yep, dad got it all cut, ready to go, right? Well, I followed through with my plan. I rolled those things down the hill and I made sure that, man, they went down in a, I'm talking about a thorn patch. I'm talking about one of the worst places you could have found. I mean, you couldn't have got in there. If right. you tried, I was like, yes, I got the perfect spot, right? Dad'll never know anything. Dad came home at some point and, uh, He said you got that wood chop yes sir got that wood chop got it done stacked up ready to go all right well here you go it wasn't too much longer dad went out and surveyed the barn and i'm sure he looked at that stack of wood because he was probably thinking he knew what that was going to take to chop that wood up himself and he's looking at that stack of wood going that's not adding up unless he ate some of it or he's done burned it that ain't enough and i'm pretty sure he saw behind the barn, a nice little path where all the grass and all the weeds had been pushed over where I rolled those things down the hill. I thought I was smarter than I really was. He was smarter than I am. Still is. And so he came back to me. He asked me again. I think he was giving me a chance. And he said, did you chop all that wood? Yes, sir. Chopped all that wood. He said, will you come with me? Yes, sir. I'll come with you. By that time, I'm starting to shake because I know he knows. But I don't want him to know that I know he knows yet. And Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's something, maybe he just wants to congratulate me, give me some extra money or something for a job well done, right? But uh, he takes me out there and he says, son, what's that down there? And so by that point, I realized I was caught. I was in trouble. And so dad said, now what you're going to do is you're going to go down at the bottom of that holler and you're going to get them pieces of wood and you're going to pick them up. And you're gonna lug them back up to this barn, and you're gonna chop every one of them. i gonna tell you what, I learned my lesson. Amen. That day, Amen. Uh, I tell you what, just if I would have just followed directions, if I would have just would have followed the instructions of my father, Amen. Life would have been a whole lot easier. Even if I would have went to him and said, "Dad, look, I I didn't realize this was gonna be that hard, and I and and, and you know I'm not gonna get this done by Friday. Is there any way I can I can work all day Saturday and get it done? Whatever. He might have said yes. But I tried to handle things in my own way. I mean, it didn't work out. All I needed to do, amen, was follow directions. And what I I ended up doing is make a huge mess out of it, right? Um, Here's what I want to talk to us about tonight. How do we, as children of God, ensure that we are following God's directions? Because I'm going to echo something Pastor said this morning. I believe God has written this Word of God for me and for you. It's an instruction manual. We used to sing an old song. I'm using my Bible for a road map. Yes, Let's stop, is in heaven some sweet day. Our, this Bible is a road map. It's, a direct, it's directions, right? We used to have paper maps. Does anybody remember paper maps? Some of y'all do. I mean, I remember going on trips to Tennessee, and we had the paper map that folded out. Like you had the whole dashboard filled up with the map, right? Nobody knows what those are anymore. You got GPS on your phone and Google and Siri and whoever else tells you where to go. But this is our instruction manual. This is our roadmap yes. amen, that God has given us on how to live in this life to how how to have a relationship with our family, how to have a relationship with our church, how to to live for God, how to please God, and how to get to heaven. Amen. Why would we not want to take the instructions that God has given us, amen, and follow them as best that we can do? Amen. And so tonight I want to talk to us. I got seven points, uh, and I'll be done uh, tonight on how we can ensure that we are following God's direction. Number one, you got to put your complete trust in God. If you do not fully trust God, you will not follow His directions. I mean, that's why if you go back and look at our statement of faith on the back wall back there as you walk in, number one on the list is the Bible is the Word of God. Because all the other doctrine, all the other things that we have in there, amen, I they follow that. If we don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God, amen, I then we can't trust anything that is in there. I mean, we've got to believe that this is God's holy and crafted Word, that it is... Perfect, that they, there is no error here. Amen. That we can trust it. We can we can put our amen. life, amen, and trust our life amen. to this. Amen and our eternal life to it. Amen. Uh, we got to put our complete trust uh, in God. When we decide to stop following God's directions, that's the moment when we stop trusting Him. I'm gonna we'll say that again. When we decide to stop following God's directions, that's the moment when we've stopped trusting in him. we got to trust no matter what, that God is who He says that He is. Amen. What does Hebrews chapter 11 tell us? Tell us? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is trust faith. They kind of go together, right? Later on in verse number 6, it says, Without faith, without un, I mean, uninhibited trust in God and who He is, without that, you cannot I cannot please God. But we have to believe that God is. We have to believe that He exists. We have to believe that He is who He says He is and that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Amen. He is a rewarder, God. Amen. He wants to reward His people. Amen. It says in one place, it's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And He wants us to trust Him and walk in His way. Amen. 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 He's working everything out for your good and for His glory. You might be going through something. Might be facing something. Might have gone through some things in the past and you look back now and go, yeah. You know, when I was going through it, I didn't realize what God was really doing in my life. I was kind of blaming God. I was kind of saying, God, why are you allowing this stuff to happen? Why does this happen to me? But after you've gone through it, and after you've been through it, you realize God had a plan and a purpose for what He was doing in your life. He was bringing you, amen, to Him, drawing you closer to Him. He's working everything out for your good and for your glory. Number two, we have to meditate on God's Word daily. Daily. Uh, the Bible, the Word of God, uh, is, is a picture, is a type Uh, kind of example of manna, of bread, of the bread of life. Jesus Christ said that He is the bread of life, and He is the, the living Word, amen. And so this picture of manna, God sending manna down from heaven, that was physical bread, and it took care of their physical needs. But this Bible that we have, the Word of God that we have, I mean, is the spiritual, amen, bread of God. And if we don't partake in it daily, Amen, we're going to find ourselves just like we, we would if we were not eating our natural food. Amen. We're going to uh, we're, things are going to happen. Our body's going to start changing. We're going to get all right. We're going to get a little uh, what's the word? Hangry, right? Is that the word? Right? A little, little hungry, a little angry at the same time, right? Because, I mean, we need something physically. I mean, our, our, body, our spirits are going to do the same thing. Our spirits are going to begin to, as you talked about this morning, the fire will begin to go out in our lives, in our spirits, in our souls, if we're not putting the wood on the fire. And we put the wood on the fire by prayer, by reading the Word of God, and by doing those things, amen? The Bible is full of God's promises. And all of God's promises are yes and they are amen. In other words, they are guaranteed teed. Hey Amen. You can take them to the bank of bank on it. That's what we say, right? You can read, study, and apply the Word of God to your life. And that's what we've got to do. A lot of people, see, we talk about this. So I'm going to stop here for just a second and I'll move on. A lot of people read the Word of God but they never study it. A lot of people read the Word of God and study it but they never apply it to their lives. I mean, we've got to do all three. We've got to be willing to read the Word of God, to study it out, know what it says, what did it say to them, or what is it saying to me today? And then be willing to apply it. Follow directions, amen, when we read them and God gives us something in our spirit. Because God's going to drop something in your spirit when you read the Word of God. It may not come from this pulpit. It may not come from a a televangelist. God may drop a word in your spirit as you're reading the Word of God, amen, that is for you. I've had him do me me that way before, and he'll do you the same way. But if you're not reading and studying the Word of God and be willing to apply it to your life, amen, it's not going to do you any good. Number three. We've got to wait on God's timing. When God delays in answering, it does not mean that He is distant. Amen. When God delays in His timing, it does not mean that God is distant. It means that His timing is not our timing. We've got to learn to wait on the Lord, to take it to the Lord of prayer, to ask God for direction and guidance, and He will answer Amen. whatever we have need of. The thing is, I mean, as the old song says, he may not come when we want him, but he's always right on time. Always right on time. I mean, just when I'm just about to uh, when I'm like Peter and I'm stepping out of the boat and I'm just about to sink. Right. I'm going down right on time. Jesus came down. And he reached down and he grabbed him by the hand and he lifted him up and pulled him out of the water and said, all right, Peter, let's go back to the boat. God will do us the same way sometimes. Amen. it doesn't matter what we're going through with our facing. And when it seems like our back's against the wall, we've gone just about as far as we can. Amen. And we're uh, as far away from God as we can be. It seems like we're not where we need to be at with him. Amen. He, amen, will step in at the right moment. Amen. And deliver us out of that situation. He's going to open the door for us to do that. We've got to be willing to, to wait on him. Sometimes, amen, maybe we're on fire for God. Maybe we're living for him and doing everything that we can do for God, but you're praying for something. You're praying for a a lost love. And I've I've heard of people and seen people who have been praying for lost family members for decades, Uh 30 years, 40 years, and they're still lost, but they haven't given up yet. They're still praying. They're still seeking God. They're still asking because they know God's timing is not their timing. Amen. Amen. They know it could be that one Amen moment in their lives that turns them around it could be a deathbed confession It could be any of those things uh, and they're not going to give up their trust and faith in God They're going to trust that God's timing is better than their timing And that's what we got to be willing to do. Amen as well is put it in God's hands. Amen. and Let him work it out for us Number four We got to walk by faith Bible says we walk by faith not by sight We'll miss the promises if we refuse to move before we amen know the outcome Say that again. We'll put it on put it with you, amen, tonight. You will miss the promises if you refuse to move before you know the outcome. What are you saying, Brother Tony? Well, think back to Abraham, back when he was Abram. God said, I want you to leave your country, your family, everything that you know. I want you to quit your job and I want you to just start walking. He didn't really give him a whole lot of directions at that point. He didn't say, you're going to go 572 miles to this city and you're going to settle. He didn't tell him any of that. He just says, I want you to get up. I want you to forget everything in the past and I want you to move. I want you to leave. Abraham had no idea, Abraham had no idea where he was going at the moment. He trusted God, he stepped out by faith, and he said, you know what, I believe this this God from heaven that has spoken to me, I'm going to trust Him, put all my confidence in Him. He began to walk, amen, toward the place, amen, that God, and God said, when you get there, you'll know it, I'll tell you. And he did. When he got there, he, God began to speak to him. Abraham built an altar to the Lord. He began to worship. God said, all right, you're here. This is the place I'm going to give you. This is, this is going to be the promised land. And he began to lay out the promises there to Abraham. But Abraham had to be willing to step out by faith before he knew what God's promises even were. In, in totality and fullness. He, he had no idea where God was leading him and directing him, what God was going to do in his life. But he walked by faith. And we got to do the same thing, amen, amen tonight. I mean, Abraham obeyed the Lord. we got to do the same thing. When God gives directions, follow it by faith, even if you can't see the whole path. Right. Amen. Just walk by faith. Take it step by step amen. and day by day. Amen. God will open up, amen, his revelation to you and let you know at the right time. Number five, be ready for conflict. If you follow God's directions, there's going to be conflict in your life. The devil is sure to try to get in the way. You start walking with God and you start following Him, you start putting your complete confidence and trust in Him, the devil's going to try to do everything he can to get in your way and try to stop you. Also, others that are maybe walking along beside you may not always agree... I mean, with your decisions and what you're doing in your life. I've heard some say before that if you do not step on some toes every once in a while, you're probably not preaching it right. And, and, and the same thing is true in our life. If, if we're not sometimes, if there's not a conflict sometimes, and, and people don't disagree with us every once in a while, we might want to check ourselves, we might not be living it quite right. Amen? Because if we live it, I swear of God, there's going to be plenty of people out there in this world who are going to disagree with us, uh, and who's not going to agree with what we're doing, because we're following God's ways, not man's ways. Amen? we got to be willing to understand where that's going to take place in our life. The same is true in our walk with God. If we are not facing conflict in our life, either from the devil... Or from others, you're probably not living it right. If the devil's leaving you alone, you might need, you might need a checkup. Amen. 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 You might need to go back to old Dr. Jesus and see if he can give you a once-over and figure out what's going to do some inventory. Because I'm telling tell you, if you're living it right, the devil's going to get on your case That's once right. in a while. Amen. Be ready for conflict and do not allow it to distract you from following God's direction in your life. It's not life being unfair. It's God strengthening your faith. Number six, leave the outcome to God. Do not try to alter the outcome to fit your desire. Amen, I do that. I do that a lot of times, right? I try to, I try to weave it into what, what I want to, to have uh, take place. But that's, that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to leave it in His hands. Leave the outcome to God. His ways are better than our ways. Amen, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He knows what we have need of. Trust that where God is leading you is better than where you are right now. Amen. trust that where God is leading you is better than where you are right now. It's better than where you were yesterday. It's better than what you're going through right now. God is leading you somewhere. Amen. Follow the path that God's got you on. Amen. God sees the end from the beginning. I love that about God. He already knows the outcome before we even started. And he knows, and that's why he's leading on the path that he's leading us on. I mean, he's taking us. Remember, he said, the children of Israel could have come out, and they could have went a direct path into the promised land. But he says, you know, if I go that route, they're going to go through the enemy. They're going to see the enemy. They're going to lose heart. So I'm going to take them around the long way. Well, you know, sometimes God might take you around the long way because he knows if going the easy way sometimes or or going a different way sometimes, I mean, might cause you to lose heart or might not have the same kind of faith and trust in him that you would have going through a different path. The process may not always be comfortable, but the outcome will always be joyful. Amen. How true is that? I mean, a lot of times uh, when God's trying to mold us and make us, it's it's a difficult process. If you you think about, amen, the potter and the potter's wheel, and uh, I believe it's in Jeremiah. I believe he talks about it. And uh, sometimes, I mean, God needs to take me and remold me and remake me. Uh, in, into what he had me to be. And it's not a comfortable process, I mean, as that potter puts the, the clay on the wheel and begins to spin it, amen. I that wheel begins to spin, amen. I he begins to put pressure on the clay in order to begin to form it and begin to mold it and make it into what that potter wants it to be. And sometimes God has to put some pressure on my life to mold me and make me into what he wants me to be and to create in me what he's trying to do. And sometimes... Amen. It's not comfortable, amen. But at the end, it's always going to be joyful. Amen. When that potter gets done, there's a beautiful piece of pottery there that's useful, amen. Amen. That you can pour something into, amen. You can use it, amen. And the same thing is true with us. When God gets done with us, after all the pressure and after all the molding and after all the sanctification that's taking place in our lives, we're a vessel that's fit for the Master's use, that He can pour His Holy Spirit into, amen. That we can then take out into this lost and dying world, amen. And show somebody who Jesus is and what He's done for us in our lives, amen. Number seven, and I'm done. Be willing to accept correction when you disobey. This is probably the hardest one to live out. Maybe some people enjoy correction. I don't know. I didn't. Amen. I didn't enjoy it when when Dad corrected me after I rolled those pieces of wood down the hill. I didn't enjoy that at all. That was not fun. I remember one time, too. I remember, uh, I think I've told this story before, but we were... Uh, we lived in a little trailer single wide trailer beside the old Molino Elementary School and they had these they were old posts like creosote posts or something they cut them off about three foot off the ground and made a barrier so uh, we lived right beside the school and dad was kind of a watch—you know, kind of caretaker and looked after the school at night and those kind of things and but our area right there was kind of cordoned off with these with these poles in the ground and and our trailer was kind of off to one side there and I remember uh, I can remember this, and I know Mom probably does as well, uh, but uh, there was a little porch on the front of that trailer, and I did something that Mama didn't like, and she came out and she said, you come here right now. <laughs> little Tony, right, that was my name, Little Tony. You come here right now. And I was like, nanny, nanny, boo, boo, you can't catch me. Amen, and Mama took off running after me, and I took off running, and I was weaving through them poles, and I was a little faster and a little more nimble, maybe, than she was. Amen, but at some point, Mom realized, wait a minute, I ain't gotta chase this boy down. Mom went back up on the porch. She said, "You're gonna come in this house eventually, and I'm gonna get you when you come in." I mean, I remember that. Amen. Sometimes, amen, we got to be willing, amen, to go ahead and accept the correction. Don't run from God. Don't run from the correction of God. If you're reading through the Word of God and studying it, He says, hey, is this area of your life. You need to turn it around. You need to correct it. You need to get rid of it. You need, to, you need to take a step forward in this area of your life. Don't run from it. Amen. Get in there and let God do the molding in your life. Let Him take care of whatever it is. Amen. In your life. Amen. Mom said, I got him. She had a switch waiting for me when I got to the door, probably. I don't know. I was real little. I don't remember. Mom will probably remind me later, amen. But I, I'm pretty sure I toted, uh, toted a switch in, amen, at that point. I might have got one when Dad got home, too, amen. It would have been a lot easier just to go ahead and face the consequences early on instead of trying to run from it. God's correction is always intended to bring us back into obedience and fellowship with Him. How many times have you told the story... Uh, Pastor, about your family, your parents, your your dad specifically, amen. that he used to say the phrase. It hurt after he would whip yeah. one of you, amen. one of you children. That, that he would say it, it hurt me worse than it hurt them, and you'd always say, "I don't know how in the world it hurt <laughs> hurt him worse than it hurt me. I'm the one that toted the whooping." Amen. But, amen, God's, cur- but, but your dad did that right. because he loved you, amen. because he wanted you to turn out to be a respectable young man. He wanted you to be respected in the community. He wanted you, he wanted you to be a man. He wanted you to, uh, to do right in your life. And, and, and so sometimes he had to correct you and say, son, you're going the wrong direction. I need you to go back in this direction. And, and sometimes that took a switching. And sometimes that took, amen, a talking to or a stern, amen, meeting, amen, with, uh, with dad. Amen. But, and all those things, he did it because he, he loved you. God corrects us not because He is angry at us. He corrects us because He loves us. And He's trying to get us back on the right path. He's trying to wake us up and open up our eyes and realize, amen, where we are. Just like my dad had to correct me when I didn't follow His directions and chop up the wood like he said to do, sometimes our Heavenly Father must correct us when we're straying from His plan and His purpose for our lives. Do not reject it or get defensive about it. Accept it and let God steer the direction of your life. All He's asking us to do is simply... Follow directions. Direction. directions. Amen. Amen. I, that's, that's, that's something I, 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 need, I need help with. Amen. From time to time. God's got to r- remind me sometimes. Amen. I, I've got the plan. I've got the thing laid out for you. I've already told you. I've already given you. I, I've already laid it out for you. Now all you have to simply do, Tony, is follow directions. Right. Follow the path that I've already laid out before you. But sometimes I make it more difficult than it needs to be. I overcomplicate it. I overthink it, and I and I and I create my own ways and my own paths. And I say, "Well, God, if we did it this way, wouldn't it wouldn't it be a little bit better?" And God's saying, "No, nah, it won't." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, that's right." I was thinking about when you say, it, "God says sometimes it's my way or the highway," right? Yeah, it's real, right? It's it's it's, it's that, that's that's God's word. There, it, this is not an option. These are not these are not a list of options. No. These are list of commands and rules. And God says that there's no negotiation Amen. on these things. There's no, there are no deals. We can't say, well, well but God, you know, that, surely this doesn't have to apply to me. It might apply to him, but it don't apply to me. God don't work that way. It applies to all of us. It's clear. I mean, God's word is clear. I mean, all we got to do is follow the duration. Stand to your feet if you're able to stand tonight. Amen, I'm done. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you, praise you tonight. This opportunity to be here, God, in your word and the worship has gone up. And we felt your presence during the the worship time tonight. Thank you for that tonight. Thank you for your word, God, and thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, we ask you, Lord, to continue to move, bless, and touch, God, with us. Lord, help us to take this to heart tonight. God, help us, Lord, tonight, God, to continue to put our trust in you, meditate on your word, to wait on you, to walk by faith, to be ready, God, if conflict comes our way. God, leave the outcome to you, God, and be willing to accept your correction, God, Lord, when it comes our way. We ask you, Lord, God, to continue to touch and move. God, in our services, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I do like Brother, like Brother Bubba said uh, this morning. Does anybody here tonight have a, have a special need or, or a special request you want prayer for tonight? Brother Jimmy does. Sister Renee uh, does as well. Anybody else? Amen. Y'all raise your hands again. Make sure I got everybody. Who needs prayer tonight? You, Amen. we got several. Okay. Amen. Let's let's do as we did this morning. Amen. Let's stretch our hands, toward. We'll go this way. Stretch your hands toward Jimmy tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we ask you, Lord, to continue to touch and move, God, upon Jimmy's life, Lord. God, continue to bless him, touch him, move in his life, be with him, God. Or strengthen him, God, physically, God, spiritually, whatever he has need of, God, tonight. God, we stretch our hands toward Sister Renee, God, tonight. Lord, we know that she's going through some things, God. Her husband, Eric, God, going through some things in their lives, Lord. God, they need some strength, Lord, tonight. They need some help, God. They need, God, Lord, to, to know your direction, God. They need to know, God, Lord, you're with them, God. They need to feel that strength, God, and that comfort, God, tonight in their lives, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, God, extend that to them, God, tonight, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to sister, God, Betty, as well. Father, Lord, we ask you, Lord, God, to continue to move in her life, God. Lord, continue to strengthen, help, God, and uh, God, continue to bless, God, in her life, God. Give her that assurance, God, that blessed assurance, Lord, in her life, God, as well. And, uh, God, give her that uh, knowledge of knowing, God, that you're with her, God, every hour of every day. doesn't matter, God, tonight. God, we pray for Chris, God, Lisa Lisa. Lord tonight and their family. God, I ask you, Lord, to continue, God, to heal and touch Chris. God, we thank you, God, the opportunity, God, that he has had to be in your house, God. Uh, God, this week, God, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, God, it's a blessing, God, that he is here in the house of God. It is a blessing, God, Lord, that he's able to walk into this place. It's a blessing, God, Lord, that he's able to stand up here and sing, God. It's a blessing, God, Lord, that he can open up his mouth and worship and praise to you, God. It's a blessing to have his wife here. It's a blessing to have his son here, God, and both sons this morning, God. And we ask you, Lord, to continue, God, to move upon his life and touch him. Touch Lisa, God. Lord, her family, God. Continue to move on them, God. know it's uh, still a tough time, God, to going through losing a father, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, God, to continue, God, to give that strength and peace and help, God, that they need, Lord, tonight as well. Father, we ask all of this in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Brother Kevin, would you come? Well, praise the Lord. I tell you
1: what, he put it he put it about as plain and as simple as you could. And, you know, sometimes me, simple me, I have to have it pretty plain sometimes. Sometimes I have to put my hands on it. Sometimes I have to I have to really, really have it broken down. Well, I tell you what, that Bible, that book that he read from tonight, it is truly a roadmap. map. You need to follow those instructions. There's no havesies. There's no redos i tell you what, he, he will give you another opportunity, though. If you, if you do turn your back on him, he always welcomes you back with open arms, just like the prodigal son, um, that story about the prodigal son. Keep this word stored in your heart. At times like these, especially the times that we're going through in our country, and our world, if they if they stop church, I think Brother Bubba mentioned this morning. You know who knows who knows what tomorrow holds. They may say, well, you know what? We're not going to have we're gonna, not going to allow anybody to be together anymore. Churches, we're going to stop all churches. Well, guess what? They can't take the word of God out of your heart. They can't take it out of your heart. They can take you and they can lock you away in a prison somewhere for the rest of your life. But if you got the Word of Jesus, if you got the Word of God in your heart and life, they can never take that away from you. They never can. So take this encrafted Word of God, this roadmap tonight. Whatever your situations might be, whatever problems you may have, you can find the answer in that book. That is the great book. It's got all the answers, all the answers, whatever your situation is. When I want to ask uh, Brother Chris, would you uh, dismiss us in a word of prayer tonight? So thank y'all for coming out. See you again Wednesday night. Thank you all.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.